Once upon a time, late on Christmas Eve, a stranger came to the church in Ruby Road. She carried in her arms the most precious gift of all, a newborn child, a baby girl. Just before midnight, she left her daughter on the steps of the church. The child was taken in, and they named her Ruby after the place where she was found. That's how I got my name, Ruby. Named after Ruby Road. That's where I was found almost 19 years ago. As for the mother, she was never seen again. No one ever knew her name. Until that night, a time traveler came to call. A traveler known as the Doctor. So you were a foundling? And you were fostered by Carla, who then went on to adopt you, is that right? Yeah, and she, she's amazing. This is a ladder, and you talk down. A ladder in the sky, and you don't yeah, I'll get out for me. They've got the baby! What's your name? Ruby? Ruby Sunday? Hello, Ruby Sunday. <laughs> this is something right now. That's a coincidence. <laughs> I'm the doctor. Hi. They're uh, creatures. Goblins. Goblins. They're goblins. Do you know why they call them goblins? Because they like to go where you are. And this lot want to gobble up the baby. Who are they? That's the family. It's Mum's children. Oh. It's all the kids that she's fostered over the years. I was counting when I was out. Lulu Bell is the 33rd child I've fostered. Oh my God. I've got photos. Have a look on the fridge. They're all there. I had some of them for days, some for weeks. Some fees. Only one of them stayed. And you made my life. You absolutely made my life. I wonder who I'd be without you. You fostered 33. How many? Not me, darling. Don't be so stupid. They took the baby. They went back. They took the baby, the other baby. They went back in time and took Ruby instead of Ludabelle. They cracked the timeline. But I will fix this. I will fix this. Oh, happy birthday. Good luck, Ruby. Are you? I'm the doctor. Hello and welcome to the festive podcast that's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. It's Who Do You Think You Are? Our Doctor Who retrospective on Best Film Ever. Nice to greet you. Nice to how do you diddly do you? I'm Ethan. I would not. Nice to go, Alonzi. And I'm Ian. I don't know what to do. He's he he's still out there somewhere. He's he, still, he watched all this go on and he just drank some tea. He's just he's just having a nice little backyard picnic. That's what he's doing. He's I think they've officially called him. He's re he's therapy doctor. He's he's in his his therapy era, his healing era. So we're he's he's somewhere. There we are. From, from a certain trailer, there's other people from that little group that will show up again. So we could see him. I doubt it, but we could. But we are here to do the uh shooty's first proper episode as the doctor for the doctor who christmas special 2023 the church on ruby road by russell the davies true and this is the one uh you might hear the difference in my in my, my quality 
And this is the one episode that we're recording of anything whilst I am on holiday in Canada. So um, we could learn from this that Canada has a really poor internet connection, or which is not true. My my uh, brother-in-law's internet is fantastic. Um, or you could learn that they have worse audio sound and equipment, uh, both of which might be true. Or it's just <laughs> I don't have that sweet, sweet microphone setup. I do at the Studio of Awesomeness. Ergo, the awesomeness. So, so the thing here is, Ethan. The interesting thing is, you watched it on BBC. Yeah, you watched. It on I Disney watched Plus, it on Disney you? Plus. So uh, I was going to ask because this yeah. obviously you're with family for Christmas. Was this a watch by yourself, or did you have a little audience also watching? Well, which apparently is supposed to be the the new intro to Doctor Who, but they've also gone. Actually, it's going to be the next season. So I'm I'm curious how this is supposed to go for new audiences. Uh, what do you mean by new audiences? As far as it's what it's supposed to be, what, what, what the, do you mean by the that? Disney, the I guess the Disney Plus audience, the people who have gone, uh, oh, cool, yeah. Doctor Who's now on Disney Plus. I guess I maybe I should give that a watch. Yeah, it's trying to get those people who log into Disney Plus and go, Doctor Who. I've never tried that. I'm going to give mm. it a go. Um, no, I watched Special Four for you guys in uh, in North America. Right yes, now. it was called Special Four. Yeah, which I think is really, really <laughs> which just sounds like some sort of weight loss cereal. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shout <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> four essential grains and whatever you put into in the fibers or whatever um no i watched this uh all by my lonesome uh probably at about 11 o'clock at night uh i i, I re retired from bed and went oh at some point in a couple of days i was like i need to get around to watching mm -hmm. this before it spoiled not, not a north american twitter really had anything going on about it my youtube algorithm wanted to talk about it <laughs> it's weird the toxic ones seem to get put onto my uh... oh it's it's oh it's amazing it's, it's just I'm... nuts because i went in thinking it was to be some i was like wow what's gonna happen that's gonna be so egregious that it led to these i didn't watch any of them black man um, trans I, I, just saw, I think is the only thing i just saw the thumbnail and uh went oh is this 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 is the thing we're getting upset about but but maybe i'm getting a mm. little bit Ahead of myself as we go all timey, wimey, wibbly wobbly about this. So uh, I guess I'll, I'll jump straight in. I was going to say there's a bit of context corner, but I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for like in three minutes when that will come apparent to a certain person. So cool. we we have the Hooniverse Ident. Uh, I'm st I still hate it. We get a did not get that on Disney Plus. Oh, oh, I I I guess that makes more sense because you the branding's very like it's for a subsect of here, here for Disney. They kind of want to go. No, this is all new. You're getting in on episode one, aren't you? You're getting wow. into the very genesis of it. So mm. there's nothing about a Hooniverse. To be fair, if you're jumping in cold, yeah, the idea of this giant Hooniverse behind it, it might be a lot to take on and therefore seem daunting. So yeah. maybe the decisions, came to that word, but it, so maybe the introduction is to go, look, this is it. And we can fill in the back as we go along, but let's not scare the fish. Mm. So we have a voiceover, and it shooty gat was doctor saying, you know, once upon a time on a Christmas Eve, a stranger came to a church on Ruby Road, and we see this woman uh, in a hood uh, carrying a baby, delivering her newborn daughter to the steps of the church, and we find out as Shot. the narrator tells us, "Shot beautifully." Oh yeah, yeah. I have some issues at some point with some of the cinematography, and it's near the end, but at the start, oh, it's good. This you can they're, they're gonna come back to a sequence. I mean. Yeah. They already have, but they're going to come back to the sequence. I feel throughout, uh, I and I love the season finale. Like Lynch, yeah. This is this is our big long storyline, isn't yeah. it? Um, but I feel that I just love any episode 
that opens with narration that opens with i think it's such a it, you know and you know what they didn't do they didn't show me shooting that one in front of a green screen <laughs> <laughs> once upon a time once upon a time lord oh, i like this way yeah that was brutal and then uh the mother uh drops the the daughter off and she uh she's on the she's on the road and she's never seen again the narrator tells us and no one knew her name until a time traveler came along known as the doctor and we see the doctor step out and he's crying and we don't know why and we cut to titles and uh from this i'm kind of going i think this is like this obviously as we said this is our, our overarching sort of narrative how do we go from there but um there's a lot of you've not seen the the jody whittaker episode the timeless children uh, the the one that goes over all the new lore or whatever about their origin of the doctor but it begins the exact same way that the master tells the story where he goes once upon a time a, ch a foundling was left somewhere and we're already starting to see these these connections between our new companion ruby and the oh, doctor as well i know it's through. really early for this but oh, i mean sure if they're gonna go that way they're launching it for people who have seen the jody whitaker and... hmm. this, this has got this has got to be a red herring right i don't know because russell russell really seems to love the flux and he really seems to love the timeless child because <laughs> he's always like i was adopted i was i was never found i don't know where i'm from the flux destroyed everything he really likes to focus on that so i think we're I think it's also just to create a connection between these two people. That's fine. Like That's fine. But yeah. people are going, people, I saw someone, some people have already figured out what's going on with uh, Ruby. And I'm like, oh, have they? Have and they? then this came up and I went, I went well, it was a, 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 a some clickbaity yeah. article, which I didn't click on. So I, I have a theory spoiled. about her lineage, but like, other than that, I've got nothing, nothing cemented. All right. So, yeah, yeah. So I think there's, I'm hoping it's just a way for the two of them to go. We're we're, we're kindred spirits. It, it seems like that, at, le at least for now. And um, it's December twenty first, twenty twenty three. That was like a week ago for us. And it's uh, long lost families hosted by Davina McCall. And if you're not in the so UK, this is a this is a real program. I'm guessing Cause, uh, so, because I'm because I'm not in the UK right now. Yeah, but I'm gonna exactly. ask these so, questions. This is the origin of the, the, the story, I guess, is on ITV, there's a series called Long Lost Families, which is like, uh, who do you think you are, but not for celebrities, where basically someone goes, I don't know where I'm from, I'm adopted, or I don't know who like my parents are, Davina McCall, can you help me try and find them and track them down? And Russell the Davies watched this and went, that'd be an interesting idea for a, uh, for a Doctor Who episode, but some timey-wimey shenanigans. And uh, in the UK, Davina McCall is a celebrity. She hosted things like Big Brother. We actually, uh, we did an episode. She was in Doctor Who before. She's the uh, the voice of Big Brother in uh, Bad Wolf when the Doctor's oh, in really? Big Brother. Yeah, she used to host that. So she's doing all that kind of stuff. So uh, it, it's it's a bit of, I don't know, a bit of connection. Russell was like, I'm going to, there's a character from the 2005 series of Doctor Who who will return. But I from won't North tell American you. perspective, it's wild to think. That you could go across like network lines here, the BBC and ITV sort of working together for a better tomorrow. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Uh, they don't specifically say it's long lost families. Just gone. Davina McCall is hosting a. That's true. Uh, That's yeah. true. But they they seem to which like, seems which seems very which seems very similar to the program you know, but we're not gonna name exactly. it exactly. Well, I, there was an episode of Coronation Street where they had Dalek Sec, that weird human Dalek hybrid, in an episode, and I was like, that's a weird thing to do, but whatever. 
And uh, here's Ruby Sunday, played by, funnily enough, I bring out Coronation Street, Coronation Street actress Millie Gibson, uh, like 18 years old when she started this role. I researched her to go, mm. who is this person? To go, what's the deal here? I saw something that said she was the youngest companion ever. And I said, really? How old is she? Man, I'll tell you what. She's great. Yeah. She is great. It's for talking about instant lot like ability. Uh, some companions have to like win me over. Clara nah, took I'm a all... while, but oh. See, Clara, Asylum of the Daleks, brilliant. Asylum, and, yeah, Asylum of the Daleks, yeah. Clara. Main Fantastic. Clara. Main Clara took a long, long, long time. It took until Capaldi for me to go, oh, I, I see the vision here. And it might just be the fact that she's a retro throwback to the 90s, it feels like, with the dress over the white t-shirt and all that stuff. Yeah. But I was like... beams, like, just... Instant, how can you not be on her side? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, an effervescent personality. Mm. Oh, it was good. She gives Davina and us her backstory, which is she's adopted by her foster mother, Carla, and uh, they had to move down from the north to London to look after Carla's mother, uh, so Ruby's grandmother. And uh, as she tells her backstory, there's this weird giggle being picked up by the boom. And I thought for a second... We were gonna get Neil Patrick Harris's giggle and see like firsthand maybe some carnage, but it's a completely different thing. I was like, oh, that'd be an interesting thing, but again, like new audience. It was like four weeks ago. The audience has totally forgotten about that. Exactly. And everybody in the Who universe, the Hooniverse. Remember, <laughs> this is the start of it all. The start of everything. And uh Davina refers to Ruby as a foundling. Hey, like the doctor. I know foundlings. And uh, Davina then tells Rubino, we're going to take your DNA and we'll see if we can trace your birth mother. And as this happens, this weird little hand moves across and uh, takes this, like, I don't know, intern's coffee cup and moves it and messes with some wires. And the intern goes to grab the coffee cup and chaos as she falls over and trips over these wires. And the lights nearly kill Ruby, but they don't. And then uh, a, a plug smacks Davina in the back of the head. And we cut straight to uh, December 22nd, and Ruby's in her band playing for a Christmas party, and another weird hand messes with the equipment, and people got really mad because the lead singer was a trans woman, but I, it, it, she's in it for three seconds in total, and that's the amount of attention that I'm giving that. I just sort of went, yep, it's a trans woman as, as a lead singer. That, mm, is... <laughs> Theorizing there must be more to this that people are making a big deal about. It appears the answer to that is nope. She's in a so. single scene. She's Ruby's friend. She's like, oh, you got real bad luck, mate. And then we go off and never see her again. I guess the use of her in a band is important for for uh, later in the episode, I suppose. Yeah. And maybe later for another episode. I'm guessing you saw the trailer oh. at the end of this as well. Ah, so you ready for this? Yeah. No. What? Oh, they okay. did not wow. play the trailer. That's what well, it's really weird. I, I got I got a, a single a screen show. that said coming in spring 2024 with a close up on shooty, and then it went back to the episode. It was a really weird thing. Ooh, that's strange. Yeah, because yeah. I play it like BBC played the trailer at the end of the episode, but on iPlayer it's his own separate thing, so you have to go looking for which I don't like. I like next time at the end of credits, but whatever. Right, uh, no, no, no. Basically. Uh, there's gonna, you're gonna love that there is an episode with the Beatles. See, I knew there was a Beatles episode coming up, yeah. so I'm really excited about that. That should be good. 
the the fight at Abbey Road, it's called like the Devil's Court or something. It's the one with Jinx Monsoon. So that'll be very interesting to see how that goes. And um, the Doctor's in a cowboy hat. Because, cool, because he's looking out and seeing what's going on with Ruby and cut to the next day again and it's December 23rd and Ruby's in a bar and she sees a very zesty man in a kilt dancing in the middle of the dance floor and it's the Doctor just throwing shapes. And uh, that... Oh, yeah. Is it a kilt? Is it a skirt? What is it? It's a kilt. Yeah, because uh, yeah. I wonder. I wonder if that's like a halfway point between going, you know, um, for, for for Russell's pushing pushing buttons. Yeah, <laughs> you, you don't like this. I'm gonna put him in a kilt to halfway point. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's <laughs> also because like... um, Shooty himself is he's he lived in Scotland his entire life. He was a refugee from right? Rwanda, but he's but he's uh, he's Scottish. Yeah. Okay. You've got like the tiny little tie. There's like what, four doctors, four because this is, doctors now. Because this is the hero shot. This is him yeah. on the dance floor, rocking and getting these glamorizing like 360 pans and the mm. overhead shot and the and the production values in this sequence are insane. Music and so to glamorize him in this white vest tank top uh, on the top half and, and and a kilt. And I think as a result, the the gender identity, the sexuality, all these things are in a bit of a fluid state in this presentation. Mm. And therefore, I mean, this is really your intro to the doctor shot is really the doctor yeah. and his element having fun. This is it. And this is so, a, a free. I think as well, because the last time we free, saw the doctor, you say free spirit. Yeah. is like David yeah. Tennant was like, I'm so upset. I can't leave the TARDIS. I'm the happiest I've ever been. This is my therapy. And the doctor's sort of, for a moment, able to let go of everything before everything go, goes to shit again. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. no, Shooty's doctor's got a joyful spirit to him. Yeah. And, um, I love Tennant, but yeah, Tennant is that one mate who's always sad. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, sure, mate. He, it's not that you know, bad. Do you want to go to the pub? Rose loved pubs. It's been 18 years. 18 years for us has been thousands of years for you. <laughs> Billions, I think. I think, spent like, I, I think he spent like I think he spent like thirty two years just with uh, just with uh, oh 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 was oh, it River River Song didn't you Yeah, it's like twenty four <laughs> years on Derillium or something. Which... How hung up can you be on Rosie? We just spent twenty four years doing that. You know what I mean? We got Rose. We got Yaz. Apparently Sarah Jane, which was a weird thing to for them to go with, but sure. Um, I, I forgot because we just mentioned another Christmas special. It's been seven years since the last Doctor Who Christmas special. No, six years. 2017 was the last Doctor Who Christmas special. I don't know what Chris Chibnall was doing. I don't know. So, I think it was to be by itself. inclusive, but New Year's oh. was never really the plot. It, the only time it was the plot was Eve the Daleks, and that was New interesting Year's as a doesn't countdown. have this communal feeling of magic around it whether you celebrate christmas mm. you don't celebrate christmas what's the same you know? with the the, the viewings I, it, I think got more viewers because it's on christmas day yeah as much as i groan about the old doctor who you know maybe today because it's christmas and you <laughs> that's a plot point but in the same breath enjoy, you know in the same breath it's because it's christmas it, yeah. it's what makes christmas special yeah, it's goes, well because it's new year's now new year's a chance for new beginnings and that yeah. works thematically there's only so many resets you can do, though, whereas mm. Christmas, the idea of joy and togetherness and family, you can do that every year. 
That's why Eve of the Daleks works so well, because the end of the, of, of the episode is them going, it's a new year, all these new characters want to have new beginnings. But Yaz also goes, I want a new beginning with who I actually am, which was great. But then, like, all the other ones weren't really about that. But that's the only one that had, like, a thematic sort of connection to the event. But we see the ugly little hand, and it moves Ruby's glasses. She makes eye contact with the doctor, and she nearly knocks a drink off, but he catches it and uses the psychic paper again to say, oh, um, health and safety, gin and tonic division. And that was that was cute. I've missed the psychic paper. Wait, it's been like four weeks. Never mind. But it's great, though, because this is... There's certain things that every new doctor brings with them, and yeah. so it's, hey, but here, here's the psychic paper. And I think it was a reaffirmation that this is going to be a fun doctor. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Ruby's like, oh, I'm just really clumsy. And the doctor says, oh, it's worse than that, though. And just goes off and wishes her a Merry Christmas as she drops the glass because the table's been moved. And Ruby and her friends are going back to a taxi, and she recalls all her bad luck she's been having. And there's this big snowman inflatable. Uh, on the side of a building, and it's being tampered with again by these weird little hands, and the doctor notices and uses the sonic screwdriver, which is a sky remote, I think, on the traffic light so the tra uh, taxi won't be crushed. And uh, then there's a woman with a pram, so the doctor like screams and runs for her to get out the way, and the snowman falls on him, and he punches his way out the inflatable part of the snowman and gets flagged down by a police officer. And interesting fact, we we said, I wonder when like when Disney will like start to affect things. This whole scene was asked for by Disney because test audiences went, I haven't seen the doctor yet. And I don't really think because basically at this point, if this scene's not there, the next time you see the doctor is jumping the roof. So they went, maybe we need like a, a somewhat introduction because you also get who he is, the concert, of the TARDIS, the sonic screwdriver and, like, relative good-naturedness. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. indifferent. Um, you know, look, he can change the traffic lights. That's a cool little trick. Yeah. Um, there's a moment where he saves someone. That's important. It shows he's, you know, on the side of good. He's not just some... Mis he's not Loki. Yeah. Um, he tells someone it, that uh, his uh, his girlfriend will accept his proposal because the Sonic detects a, a ring and he's going through everything going this, 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 and this because he's like a little bit neurotic yeah. and uh, not neurotypical enough so that he can sort of see patterns. So super, yeah, but so super insightful, but also yeah. seems to care for him knowing that it's going to go okay and bring joy yeah. to someone. And we see the, the little police officer do a happy little dance yes. on his way out. Yeah. She says yes. And, and, and his absolute belief. And the ability to make these really quick bonds with people and then be gone like like a vapor. There's mm. a little bit of who was that masked man? I wanted to thank him in this. So uh um classic it's interesting you say because classic who, yeah, he would show up he'd show up much later in the episode. If you think about yeah. Eccleston's introduction, Tennant's introduction, the first one. Yeah. I was thinking I was thinking about that, yeah. Even even Eleven's sort of sort of introduction and then disappears and then adult Amy and da 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 da. Because mm. um, we follow him, but we sort of see the the progression through Amy instead. Yeah, so um, it's it's interesting and this felt this felt like a bit of return to form because we stay with the companion and the yeah. companion is always is best served. I'm stealing someone's writing. I forget who it was. I was reading about this article on some sort of touch. 
and the best companions are the ones with their audience surrogates. And, mm. you know, um, Ruby's a great audience surrogate. And she, we experience the doctor as she experiences them for the most part. Yeah. This scene's the exception. Yeah, it, it's similar to Rose in the sense that, because in Rose, we see the doctor for a second, like when he says run, and then he comes back for a moment whenever there's chaos. But in these like moments, we get to focus on Rose and learn. Also, because that's the start of a whole new era. For, yeah, for and so we, audience. we're going to drip feed. Let's go back yeah. and listen, folks, to our first ever one of these we did. <laughs> um, but no, we get drip fed the Doctor Who lore to go, I'm going to spoon feed you everything you need to know so you feel like you can continue with this show. And now we're in, uh, it's Christmas Eve 2023. We get Slade, Merry Christmas, everyone playing. And Ruby gets off the bus and um, it's her new, she's going to a home and her neighbors are arguing about who put this random blue police box on the side of the road next to this old lady's house. And this is Mrs. Flood, played by Anita Dobson. And the last time Anita Dobson was in a Christmas special was in like 1997 when she was in EastEnders. Uh, There's a, I, there's a, according to England, there's a very iconic EastEnders episode where she's given divorce papers on Christmas as a present, and everyone goes, "Whoa, that's crazy!" This is an Ethan Dobson. Yeah. Okay. And, I like uh, her. Yeah, I'm. Well, I'm. I'm looking forward to the, the rest of her in this this series. Uh, but Mrs. Flood wishes Ruby a happy birthday because it's Ruby's birthday, and she asks about the police box and the hands once again mess with Ruby's bag to break her shopping bag, so she has to carry everything upstairs. And into her mum's flat, and it's this very, very the, the life is very warm, and all these Christmas decorations. Remember how warm and cozy the flat looks right now. And uh, she sees her mum, Carla, and Carla tells Ruby that they're adopting another foster baby. And it's been a newborn that was born on Christmas Eve. What a coincidence. And Ruby greets her grandma, who just wants a cup of tea. This is Cherry Sunday. And the baby will be around soon, and Carla's like, oh, I'm just so lucky that I found you all those years ago, and they discuss the complexities of Ruby if she does find her birth mother, and they joke, they're like, oh, maybe the baby's name will be something Christmas-related. And it's Lulu Bell! My dog's called Lulu. This kept throwing me throughout the episode. Oh, um, what a terrible yeah. name! It's a terrible, and, and the joke of it's a terrible name. It was a, it was, a, it was a fun little, um, and it pays off a bit later. And it pays off a bit later. So yeah. And she'll only be with them for five days until the family can cope because the mother had a bit of a breakdown. And Carla snaps it, uh, takes a Polaroid picture of Lulu Bell to add to the fridge with all the other foster children that she's looked after. None of which are Polaroids. <laughs> It's the only Polaroid. It's the only yeah. Polaroid. Uh, all the photos are, are like childhood photos of different uh, crew members through of of the series, which I thought was really cool. Oh, that's uh, nice. Yeah, apparently as well, a lot of them came on from um, Chibnall's era because he he spoke to us was like, I'd really hope like Bad Wolf can still employ some of these people because I don't know where they're going to go next. So I I like that they're both good people. I don't know where this animosity. Apparently, uh, Chibnall hates Russell, and Russell hates Chibnall. But no, they're they're good old mates. It's it's what it is. I I don't know why we have to like pin the ear like, as if the writers are the people that we need to pin against each other, or not just an episode. I think this is where the regeneration concept behind Doctor Who, combined with modern fandom practices, yeah. Are gonna result in tribalism. Who's your doctor? Who's your? It's happened in all <laughs> Who's your walks showrunner, of, yeah. In all walks of entertainment. So, the, as a, as a as a extrapolation of that, 
doctors are linked to showrunners. So, mm. and the choices they make, especially with a lore as, as, uh, as protected by its fan base as Doctor Who. And then mm. when someone decides they're going to change elements of that, we go, you, you can't do that. The, the previous guy who also changed the lore, he's the lore. <laughs> and so everybody changes it. We all forget that everybody introduced something new. And if they didn't introduce anything new, we'd go, oh, it's dull and it's boring. What's going on? What it? So, um, do you want to know yeah. how long into Doctor Who's like existence that Gallifrey first existed? It's halfway through the third Doctor's era, over 10 years into the show, they went, actually, he's an alien from a planet called Gallifrey. Or was he became... just a human or something? Or... Well, that's the thing. We, like, we, we the... didn't tell you what he was. Yeah, like the first okay. season, like uh, Hartnell's first season, at the, at the end, they go, we're not actually from here. We're from the future, but they don't explicitly say when. And it then okay. it's when we get to um, the fourth Doctor that goes, "Oh, and I have two hearts as well." Just thought you should know that. Okay. So like every, yeah. it changes. It so everybody's all the time. everybody's adding their bit. They're adding their yeah. building to the skyline that is Doctor Who. Yeah, like the Time Lords didn't exist until the end of um, the second Doctor. Like it's it's fine. And uh, Carla has to go to the shops, though, because they didn't get the right nappies. So it's up to Ruby to not lose the baby. And she's all by herself. And Davina McCall, Mick calls her. Uh, oh, and she calls funny. Ruby with bad news because they couldn't find a trace of Ruby's mum or dad anywhere. No blood test, no, no nothing. And I think Ethan's little theory, they're probably from the future, is it's time you I meet, maybe they're from the future. And that's the whole mystery they don't exist yet to have any dna oh that's interesting it's the most really it feels interesting. like the most go-to with doctor who but also yeah kind of you're telling me in all in all of existence and she refuses to keep looking yeah interesting yeah. and uh davina's like also one other thing ruby have you been having bad luck and the camera pans out on Davina to show she's in a wheelchair with a broken arm and a broken leg and she's like, I've been trampled, I've been hit, I've been I've been trampled by a moose and she thinks it links back to Ruby and she's begging for it to stop and as this happens we see those weird little hands with a giggle again and this time it's on a Christmas tree with a very pointy star the camera tells us and it falls and lands on Davina and the the call ends as far as we're aware and Davina's been Stabbed through their head with a with a Christmas star. The difficult part in this is Ruby can't be that unlucky or clumsy because she's coming through as relatively unscathed. She's dropped a they, drink or two. Yeah, they kind of go through the reason why. And um, spoilers: I don't care for. And uh, we've lost Ethan briefly here. We'll see if it reconnects. Uh, he Reasoning. doesn't care for. Oh, he's yeah. back. Okay, so uh, can you go? I believe you were. At, I don't care for. And then we had a a glitch. The 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 goblins in our internet connection caught up to us. So they you want to give it another want go? Me to to tell my truth. I I didn't care for the goblins as much in this. Like I'll explain their reasoning why. I don't really think it's it's a it's a silly Doctor Who like whatever. I think is it? There's a reason I think this has been a bit like over. Is it? Over is it a silly? Is it a silly Doctor Who thing? Exactly. It's a silly Doctor uh, Who thing, and sometimes I don't like those things. Is it a silly Doctor Who thing, or is it a silly Disney thing? I don't know. Because I have a, there's a, little the there's a little theory that I have. There's a little Here's theory the I have about a scene, and I think maybe its trajectory changed ever so slightly. Now that, there, now that the Disney thing's involved, 
the it opens every creative decision oh, up to is this is this Disney is this Disney is this a Disney you know, request? You know what it means? It means I have a little out to go. I didn't like this thing. I blame X. The same with with, with Marvel. The same with Star Wars. If I don't like a thing, Disney ruins it's it. Disney interference. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the easy it's the easiest cop out as well for like fandom outrage, which is a little cheeky on my part. But you know, baby wanted to hear some weird sounds, and Ruby rushes to see, and the baby's gone, and uh, she's missing from her crib. Lulu Bell's uh, somewhere else, and we see the Polaroid being used, and it's because there was a goblin selfie with big old eyes, and uh, Ruby goes to the roof. This point was. I've seen Labyrinth, you know what I mean? Like Exa I saw it a with the Goblin King, yeah. Yeah, like I, I was getting lab the minute this happened, I was getting Labyrinth vibes yeah. now. Like I'm like, <laughs> okay. Now granted she's not sullen, so it's like it's like a happy British version of Labyrinth where you have yeah. Labyrinth. But she's left alone and make sure the you know, don't lose the baby, and then the baby goes. And I was just waiting for for, you know, some some reanimated David Bowie to come in and be like, it's all about that. You could tell Bro. it's like a British version of Labyrinth because all the goblins just look like right geezers and the Goblin yep. King just looks like a guy you'd see down the pub. And we're on the roof and uh, we go as the baby's being lifted into this big flying wooden ship and the goblins hiss at Ruby who tries to sass them but immediately realizes how high up she is. And uh, the goblins go up the ladder and she follows suit and the doctor's screaming at her saying, what the hell do you think you're doing? You Who just sees a ladder and thinks, oh yeah, I'll give that a go, babes. And then we sort of, that's their relationship now. Doctor jumps off the roof onto the ladder as well to greet Ruby Sunday and meet the doctor. And it's a Sunday right now. Isn't that a coincidence? A lot of coincidences in this episode. Sure. And uh, we find out these creatures are called goblins because they gobble you up. Um, I'm going to, I don't know, maybe mention it here. Uh, there was a lot of concern online and tiny bit from me of goblins on Christmas stealing babies to ruin Christmas and eat babies. And everyone went, this sounds a bit, that sounds a bit like blood libel because there are all those like in media goblins are kind of used as anti-Semitic caricatures and everyone went, oh, that's a concern. I'm not, oh. I was concerned when I first heard about it, seeing it, it's nowhere near as bad because they don't have the like the characteristic features of like no. the tropes, and they don't spend enough time. But there's very much like this weird little monarch monarchy led thing. the The goblins don't really get to do it; they're just following blindly for a monarch instead of all of whatever. Right. So I'm not as I'm not as concerned as I would have been if it was like whatever. Like it, yep. it's the biggest. I'm I'm glad it's not the issue I thought it was and was more concerned about. Uh, so crisis averted, and um, we find out that there are these weird little gob uh, gloves. I saw the word goblin. They gobble you up. These weird intelligent gloves that transfer all the mass and the weight and the mavity, all the mavity oh, into the gloves. I got a nice little chuckle at that, right. and it, it's like, it's like all this thing. And because remember, the last time the doctor had to hold on to something, they didn't have these clever gloves and someone got lost into the void. So this time you can't fall off. You can't be worried about anything. And also this is for this is for your final bit at the end. Yeah. And uh, they go onto the goblin ship and immediately get found uh, tied up. And uh, Ruby's just in utter disbelief. And she's like, it's my birthday. And they're like, well, it's Lulu's birthday as well. That's a crazy coincidence. 
And uh, the Doctor says, you know, coincidence is the language of the goblins. That's why they went after Lulu Bell, because coincidence makes babies tasty. And the goblins are time writers. This is, this is the typical Doctor Yaddy. I'm going to talk yeah. you through what's going on here, because, yeah, just sit there and listen as I explain how this all links up. Writing it down and reading it is so much different than having like a really charismatic man go, and there are these things, and oh, pish posh, don't worry about this, and they, they ride the, the, the waves of time, and they spotted the chance of coincidence, so they paved the way for Lulu Bell to be tasty by ruining uh, Ruby's life and making it really unlucky, because this constant bad luck, it becomes knotted in coincidence in time and makes it tastier, so whatever, and... Lulu Bell's in a room high in the sky as well, so it's easier for them to steal her. All coincidence. The doctor's like, "This is the, but this is crazy. This is amazing." And Ruby says, "Well, how do you know about time traveling goblins?" But oops, they're not time travelers. They just bimble through time. Time travelers are great. They're awesome. Like wow. And that's when we go. See, he he is a time traveler. Isn't that crazy to remember for for Ruby later? And yeah, is out the ropes after a spending a hot summer with Houdini, learning the ropes, and... Yeah, it's just a joke. It, everyone goes, well, what does that mean? Because the first Doctor that met Houdini was the third Doctor, so they're like, aha, I see. And then 13 brings it up to, it's just a funny joke. It has yeah. no deeper meaning. The problem is when when your series gets long enough, everything becomes a intertextual reference. Yeah. Um, well, they go, hot, very hot summer. That means, ah, yes, they bang. Yes. Oh, maybe. They want... Maybe. I, I can see the third Doctor do it. I love the third Doctor, but, but mm -hmm. the, he, he's very... He, he radiates the same energy to me as, as uh, Shooty's Doctor. They all dress up real funky. They... Cinematography in this did my head in, because they didn't even bother to show you a shot of them, like, their hands bound. It was just a two-shot <laughs> that we shoot just above their hands, so that at some point, you know... Shooty just kind of shows his hands are free, and then he he sort of motions his arms a little bit off screen, yeah. and then she's free too. And there's no excess rope when they get up. It was just <laughs> for somebody that was really intricate. It was the laziest choice. And we find out as well that Ruby was born about two p.m. So uh, that's when Lulu Bell will be eaten. So they got five How minutes to on save Earth. Her. How on Earth she knew her birth time was two p.m. is insane. She's like they said it was two-ish, so it might have been two p.m. two a.m. Like so, that, that's they play hard difference. with this. They they play hard with this two p.m. exactly, yeah. exactly. It's not two o six. It's not two o three. How many minutes till two? They've just had two's the number. <laughs> and uh, the doctor uh, is busy because he's trying to learn the vocabulary of rope, which is my new resonating concrete. This was yeah, this was cool. This was all right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's like, "Cool, I see that that uh, these ropes and and wood, it's like their their uh, their cables, their wiring. So if I can find the right piece of string or rope, I can open the 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 doors." And they sneak through the vents of the wooden ship, and we hear a big band, and it's time for the Goblin Song. I wrote, oh. "Fuck off." Um, this this I oh. this has been playing for a month on repeat in my head. Because they, this was their big promotion thing. This is also why I don't really care about the goblins as much. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because they were like, we're going to release the song and we're going to put it in the charts. It got to like number four in the sales charts. So good for them. And all the sales went to charity. But meet the goblin band, all with names like Pixie Knot, like Pixie Lot, Ralph McTelf. 
I don't know that one. Brian Ferry, Gob Dylan, and Janice Goblin. Okay, yeah. Fun little puns. Um, I there's there's a version on the uh, behind the scenes documentary they aired. Uh, I don't know if uh, I don't think Doctor Who Unleashed is on Disney Plus. Um, but it, they were like, we had this big sort of bombastic, more orchestral version of the song. And then we decided to go the pop song route, which makes me it was was the Disney want the pop song. I mean, this is not that far removed from a cantina scene, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, I, and I'm, so I, what are the rules? Of the goblins can they speak English? Can they not speak English? They can sing English. So I was like, well, maybe, maybe they can't speak English. Maybe they, but maybe this is the TARDIS doing its thing. The TARDIS is all the way down on the planet, but even if it still works. Then the hissing should be English speak. It was all inconsistent. I I wrote um because as the song was going on, I didn't put any notes because I I whatever baby blown bones and baby blood, uh baby butter for the baby scones. That's scones one says, but I put the goblins are really integral to the story, but also somehow feel like an afterthought as well. Yeah, uh because we go they're important to this thing. A lot of their important stuff happens off screen. Yeah, it's bit, more about the, more about the, the threat they possess and the people explaining it. Yeah, it's it's more it's like uh, the Autons were a threat, but they also were kind of present. Is that you know it is it is because the Autons have that big gooey ooey king that we yeah. have to get rid of, and they have a big ooey gooey king, and he's the Goblin King. He's a pra- he's practical with the with a really ugly CGI smear on him for some reason. And uh, as the song play, oh yeah, what did you think of the song? I didn't actually ask you. I mean, I was too busy. It just felt like 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 a tonal shift. I didn't really uh, mm. need, and it was going to be doubled down on in a bit. And uh, as the song plays, Ruby and the Doctor crash into the party to stop the Goblin King eating Lulu Bell, and uh, they grab Lulu Bell. The Doctor curtsies and he says, well, "I have to ask, why stop singing?" And he says, "Hit it, Janice." And it's time for the Doctor's reprise as he distracts them with a song. All, they're all dancing as the, to the song and he's able to come up quick with rhymes and it's Ruby's turn and she's not as good at improv so she rhymes you with you and I then have, you again. And I appreciate the fact she wasn't as good. I thought that was, if she'd yeah. come in just as tight as he was, it takes away some of the magic yeah. of who he is. It also kind of goes, okay, if you're going to go down your hole, they're not making Ruby a doctor, are they? Well, no, because she's not as quick. She's yeah. quick, she's, she's not as quick. So, um, yeah, I would go with... Um, no, but it was... Oh, I, I appreciated that, but on the whole, I'm like, oh, this is so... It could oh, have it, not existed. Is this who we are now? Is this who we sure. do? This is what we do. It felt like yeah. it... it like I love it. I love a tonal shift. Uh, Russell's script seemed to have that because, like, there's that campiness. Because I loved Spice Up Your Life. I love when they use tainted love and toxic in For the, the second episode. Though, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Oh. Um, I, I, I like, I like Shooty's part because it's like, look how quick I'm going to like work against you and use the thing you like to as a distraction. That part's fine. The Goblin song itself, like the main one. Oh, I do not care for it. And I think yeah. it might be because I've heard it so much. 
but also because that was the main thing being used to promote the special as well. Go, oh, it's the goblins, the goblins, they're going to sing the song. I go, okay, so that, does that mean that they're a really important part? And then, no, not really. Um, no, but 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 it's 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 a first episode. They're really not yeah. supposed to be. I mean, think about who is not on first episodes. It's I'll generally never see been, again. yeah, no, we won't. Yeah. And the doctor, as he sings, like, oh, I think, well, I found the master rope. And uh, he uses the intelligent gloves again, but he's reversed them this time. So this time, they're not light as a feather. They're as heavy as a rock. And they just plummet down through the through the ship, down through the sky, back to safety of the house. And we go back to the apartment. And the doctor meets Ruby's grand cherry Sunday. And she says, you know, we are the three queens of the sky up here. And Ruby gives the Doctor the gloves back, and he says, oh, 3%. That'll come important later. And uh, Ruby's worried the ship will return, and the Doctor says, oh, well, don't worry, nearly trips on a wire, and realizes the goblins cause all accidents. So it's time to goblin-proof the kitchen, wiring, plugs, all of it, because it's a death trap. It's a it's a it's it's a fun bit of like run around, have some wacky music play, but the goblins cause all accidents now. Um and the doctor notices the, the photos in the fridge, and that's the family. All the kids, Clara's fostered, and she keeps in touch with most of them. It's the, the biggest family in the world, the doctor refers to it as. And then she says, Well, what about you? And she she says, I've got no one. So how how long has uh, again how long has it been since the doctor's seen Donna and and uh, Ooh, Rose good. and everyone there? Good question. But it's I guess it's was that thing of his the semantics of it is really stupid. Like, oh, biological family? Well, no, because Gallifrey's just gone, but he still has Mel and Donna and uh, Rose and Sylvia and Wilf and uh, Sean. Like all those people exist. So I think it's more just. It's him by himself at this point in time, I guess. But the, again, there's this, um, there's there's another similarity, another link to the timeless child of all these different children that have a link to this one person who have been changed because of this one person, in by someone that adopted them, but in a positive way compared to the doctor who was all of those children, but was negatively negatively affected by the woman who adopted them to force them to regenerate and et cetera and et cetera. So there's like this interesting link, but it's, eh, it's what it is. Sorry, I dinged the microphone. It was the no, goblin. It didn't pick up. You're right. And Carla comes back and Ruby's trying to explain who the doctor is. And they're like, oh, just check it up in the baby. Just a routine visit. And then Carla notices the goblin Polaroid. And Ruby distracts her by having a breakdown about Davina McCall uh, telling her about her birth. This was such. Oh, this was this was rough. The writing is either really good or mid, as the kids say. And 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 the young lady who plays um, who plays Ruby. What was her name again? Uh, Millie Gibson. Yeah, like keep in mind. I mean, she's she's a soap actress. She doesn't have. I don't. She's got that likability. I'm not sure she has the acting chops to make these non sequiturs or these tonal shifts work yet. So this kind of stuck out as going, is this a distraction tactic? Oh, wait, no, no. She's legitimately having a moment 
was it something that was supposed to be a distraction turned into a moment? I don't well, know. I, I don't, I don't know. It was a distraction. Don't know. So, yeah, I thought it was a distraction yeah. too. And then she just complete. And it could, if that was the case, it could have been maybe shot better. It could have been. It definitely could have been acted better. So it's it's my one slight criticism on what I thought mm-hmm. was an outstanding debut on her part. And Carla, Carla Holt at times like, well, I'm I'm really sorry, but you, to be honest, I'm kind of glad because I can't make room. You're all mine now, and I don't know who I would have been without you. We find out that Lulu Bell is the third thirty chi- third child, sorry, that mm-hmm. she's fostered, and she says I've had some for days, some for weeks, some for years, but only one stayed, and that was Ruby, and she made her life. And I I, I do wonder what I would have been without Ruby. And the doctor just blurts, was like, I'm adopted, and has this moment, and. Carla says, oh, that's a coincidence. We hear thunder rumbling. And he's like, I also don't know who my birth parents are. Another coincidence, thunder rumbling. And the more coincidences that happen, the more the thunder roars until the apartment has a massive crack through it. And the goblins are gone. And the doctor cheers you. They're like, oh, lucky at last. Uh, Cherry's fine. Everyone's okay. But th- there's a massive crack in the building. So Carla's freaking out. And the Polaroid is also blank. There's no goblin anymore. But where's Ruby? Ruby's missing. So the doctor rushes off to try and find her, and he enters the flat again, but everything's different. There's no warmth, there's no lights, it's just cold, and the lighting's very blue, and everything feels wrong. Even the music kind of like has this weird, unnerving, like, out, um, out of tuneness to it. And Carl is, they're actually just cold and short with him. It's like, there's an. Oh, there's no Ruby. I don't want Lulu Bell. This this kid just ruining ruining my Christmas. And she tries to make Carla remember. And I'm gonna I'm gonna stop for a second to go. Time's in flux. I don't know how the, the person disappearing works. Whatever it's it's that timey wimey wibbly wobbly thing of the day. But the apparently the crack in time is supposed to harken back to the crack in the wall because they cracked through time. I to go back that, to yeah. Ruby's birth. Yeah, I thought about that and went, okay, it's it's not quite the crack in time, it's cracking a building, but that's an image that means something in Doctor Who. Yeah, so you go, oh, so you immediately go, this feels, something's wrong, this feels wrong, this has happened. And uh, she's trying to make Carla remember, but the kids on the fridge are gone, the photos on the fridge are gone. And again, another link to the Doctor's past of, all those children's, all those lives have been gone because she didn't foster 33 children anymore. That was too much effort, she said. Just 800 quid a child. Don't say that, he says, because that, they're more than just that. And then that's the mirror of, like, Tech Tayun, who ad- adopted the Doctor as a child, going through every single regeneration, every single child, all those lives of the children gone out just to experiment for profit, for power. And this time it's seen through Carla, who's lost that sort of joy and spark that she had with Ruby. And she's like, oh no, it's just, just me. Just me stuck in this attic. Couldn't have a kid. Lulu Bill ruined the holiday. And I like being by myself anyway. I'm happy as she is. And she's she's crying at the same time. The doctor says, well, why are you crying? And she doesn't know. And she asks, well, why is the doctor crying? And he's got tears pouring down. And he says, well, they took the baby. They went back in time. They took Ruby instead of Lulu Bill. They crack the timeline, hence the crack. Elder rushes off to the TARDIS and takes off as Mrs. Flood watches it disappear. And the Doctor's now at the start of the episode. It's, it's in media res, circular narrative. There we go. And uh, Ruby, the baby Ruby's being taken by the goblins into the ship to be eaten. The Doctor doesn't have time. So 
time to use the low power battery glove um, gloves and uh, drags the ship down with them uh, just every single time instead of uh, climbing up the ladder pulling the ladder down so it comes down but they start to spark because 3% battery as we mentioned earlier Sorry, I don't have anything else beyond that. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, three percent battery. So long. No, you were. Uh, I should be. I should yeah. be doing. I should be doing a better job as a co-host and jumping in with some stuff here. Ah, it's vice um, Christmas. I mean, basically, if you've seen um, Chris Evans as Captain America pull the helicopter back <laughs> to the launch pad, <laughs> yeah. In, uh, what was that? Winter Soldier. It's, I think it's Civil War. Is it Civil War? Yeah. I think it's been trying to get Bucky. Yeah. If you've, if you've seen that, that's exactly what it's we're. What we're talking about here, but he, but the the gloves spark and he can't keep dragging it down with each pull. So he goes, I've only got one option left, and he he jumps off the built off the church, and because of the weight, drags it all down, and the ship comes crashing down into the church spire and pierces the Goblin King like it's hot fuzz. This time through the stomach instead of the mouth, and the ship disintegrates because, and uh, the Doctor catches Baby Ruby. Leaves on the church steps like she was supposed to be. Watch, uh, watches on as we see Ruby's birth mother, who did not get far at all, leaving. And the doctor goes for a moment to try completely oblivious to what's occurred. Yeah. <laughs> that's not my baby anymore. It's not my problem. And it, that's not his adventure though. And he stops himself and he goes back into the TARDIS. And the minister opens the door like he hasn't just heard this giant thing crash into his church. Yeah, there's a small knock on the door for the baby. Yeah, let what's this? It's, a it's, baby? I don't know. Timey wimey wibbly wobbly. You know where the whatever. safest place to bring her into? I know it's this place where there's just been a shiplet or this giant smash. But regardless, <laughs> we need the end of we need the circular narrative. So the end needs the mirror at the start. So here we go. And he's back in the present and he rushes off to Ruby's flat as Mrs. Flood waves to him. And the house is almost back to normal, all nice and warm and cozy, but there is that massive crack. And he sees Ruby celebrates her existence again. And she's like, I don't actually know where I was. I was there, but then I was, I was like, I was lost, but then I was back and everything was fine. And she wants to know what happened. And the doctor's just so excited. He realizes he forgot something, runs off to the TARDIS, flies off, saves Davina McCall from death and says, very, Merry Christmas, Davina McCall. And that's your, that's your send off because she's fine now. Back to the present again. And we have a, quick chat with mrs flood and about his box of tricks as she says and um she says well, what's wrong it looks like you you found a penny and got a tuppence or something sixpence yeah sixpence and then he's like maybe i'm the bad luck maybe it's me this entire time i just got possible do we talk about the fact that if the goblins were destroyed in the past it wouldn't be able to affect Davida mccall in the future even though for us it's it's a, it's a clear timeline wouldn't the death of them previously have an effect now because they've doesn't live in a world where she gets to go backwards in time because obviously when they went back in time and stole the baby everything changed around them now he prevents the stealing the of the baby huh. I can deal I with the to count, I was about I can, to counter that for a second but then you went yeah. oh wait no yeah they wouldn't have had to do any of that stuff to Ruby Shit. I can deal with the idea that Ruby's somehow aware because she went up there and lived with and so oh. I, I can live with that side of it but Ruby's the idea alive of... again, though. Ruby's alive in this timeline, so maybe because right. of that... The goblins are dead. But those goblins existed previously. But we've seen that the thing that happens previously can affect the, st- the present as we know it. When they steal 
the god. So the it's not like that went back to Ruby are the goblins that already yep. uh, tried to kill Davina yep. McCall. So, so for them, it's okay, but for Davina, it should change. Just like for a brief moment, maybe Davina McCall was alive because she did. Because otherwise, Ruby. otherwise, Ruby's mom should remember Ruby. I hate. I hate yeah. time travel. So I'll accept the Ruby thing, the Davina McCall thing. Okay, it gets Davina McCall it, it, on one more time, and you get a it's, great it's line really out of it. Thing, yeah. But if I'm being pedantic, here we are. <laughs> and the dog's like, okay, well, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna step away, and he goes back to the TARDIS, and Ruby starts to piece together everything. She's like, wait, when was Houdini? What he he got angry about saying that goblins could time travel, and he said that that he went back. And he give, she gives Carla a kiss and runs off and gets waved off by Mrs. Flood to enter the TARDIS. She walks in, runs out, checks every side of the blue box in shock. And Mrs. Flood wishes her good luck as Ruby enters. And it's bigger on the inside. She doesn't say that, but it is. It's a very lackluster reveal shot of the interior, I think. Because we already had it, isn't it? Yeah. It's, that's the it's her so first who, one. It's not our first one. this for? And I'm, I keep, because apparently yeah. Disney are going to really, they didn't really promote the Christmas special, so apparently season one, as we're now calling it, is going to be heavily promoted by Disney. That's apparently your jumping on point. This is I, I imagine there'll be, a, there'll be a thing about it. It's so much bigger on the end. I imagine we'll get that speech. To be fair, we do, cut, we do cut off, so I guess that's what yeah. it is. And Ruby's in disbelief. He's like, oh, who are you? He says, I'm the Doctor. And then we end. Or do we? Because yeah. we get the credits for a brief second, but wait, there's more. And the neighbor, Abdul, from before, who was arguing with Mrs. Flo, is like, did you see that? Did you see that? And she's like, oh, calm down. Don't be silly, Abdul. And he walks off. And the camera kind of goes closer. And then she just sort of moves and stares down the barrel of the camera. Oh. And goes, never seen a TARDIS before. Enter our soul. I liked this. I do like this, but is this supposed to suggest that who's she talking to? I think she's supposed to be talking to Abdul. Well, she's not. He he he's left. I don't. This, I mean, there's a fourth wall break, which is fine. But going okay, so is she aware as an audience is, is is this a thing now? How meta are we going with this? I don't know because it is just Russell a post credit scene. So yeah, Russell was like, "We'll we'll find out." Because someone's like, "Oh no, it's just a wink, wink to the camera." Because the the first ever time a Doctor Who episode aired on Christmas Day was 1966 on an episode called "The Feast of Stephen" of the Daleks' Master Plan. Blah 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 blah. Basically, episode's missing anyway. Who gives a shit? At the end of the episode, because it aired on Christmas Day, the Doctor, played by William Hunter, goes, "And a very happy Christmas to all of you watching at home." And that was whatever. And he brought people. Went, oh, it's a hint to that. It's it's not an homage to that. It's just to, for us to go. Oh, there's something with Mrs. Something more to her. And this is where. And this isn't me who came up with it. I saw it briefly online, but it's more water imagery, isn't it? We have a river song. I saw that. Yeah. Amy Pond. We have Mrs. Flood, and it feels like what is that? Is there something? She clearly she's something special. You think what? I so there's a character from who hasn't shown up since the 80s uh, called the Rani, and she's like, imagine if the master was a woman. What, like, what, like Missy? <laughs> like Missy, yeah. Like, she was Missy before Missy. There's more to her than that, but she fought against the fifth and the sixth and the seventh Doctor. We haven't really seen her since. 
uh, whenever there's a mysterious woman, everyone goes, it's the Rani, and I've always made fun of them. This uh, is the one time I'm going, you know what? Sod it, sod it, sod it. All cards on the table. I do a podcast talking about Doctor Who now. I'm ready for the humiliation. Uh, it's not going to be the Rani. I know it's not. She'll be her own thing. Oh, I know to... she'll be her own thing. You're just trying to have your own David Tennant moment here. That's what I'm you're having my own David Tennant moment. No, I've, I've never... I've never it would be okay. It wouldn't... Yeah. It would no way be David Tennant's coming back. I mean... Boom. Oh god, but no, anyway, you never, you never get that. Uh, but I, mean, that was... I was just shooting a random Yeah. I yeah. was time you I mean myself. I was talking myself into it, and there we are. Yeah. Um the, the, that that's it. That's road. yeah. I there is a trailer and it shows it's like in a minute trailer and it shows like, oh, the Beatles, Jinx Monsoon, uh Rose is back uh for at least an episode and she's hugging uh Shooty and I there's uh This there's is the... this is by Rose we mean Yasmin Finney's Rose, yeah. yes. Uh, and then we see there's like a, there's an episode with Indira uh, Varmiga. Is that her name? Indira Varmiga, yeah. Yeah, uh, she was in Kenobi and then she was also in Game of Thrones. So she she's in an episode as a woman called the Countess. And that's with the guy that played um, King George in Hamilton. So that'll be interesting. It's all, right. all regal. No, they've got they've got a big, a big cast. It's, it's, it'll be eight episodes starting May 2024. Uh, so, yeah, all, all fun. Um. I'm. It, it's a Christmas special. I'm not as. I guess this. This is our. This is our timey wimey end game. How did you think of the church on Ruby Road? I really liked it. That was a really really strong episode. Uh, I saw some people ranking them alongside the other three specials. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about doing it like that. Mm. But um, yeah, you know, I thought it was really really interesting. I think that um, Ruby is the. Mo- I mean, it feels like a reboot. It feels. It's got. It feels very similar to uh the episode rose which was the yeah. uh beginning of, of the revival era if i'm using the correct terminology um so it felt like that and i will say that again the young woman who plays ruby is an infinitely better actress than billy piper ever was <laughs> i think i think that's that thing as well because when it was billy piper she was like 19 and she came off being a yeah. pop star and i was like oh you're stunt casting Season, series two, I think she's she she's got really good episodes, but it takes her a while. No, she, it takes her a while. Gay Millie Gibson is is swinging. absolutely absolutely. Because by the time Rose is done, I mean those scenes where you know it's the beach and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, she's found something. Yeah. But Millie Gibson, uh, you know, an instantly likable. Just this, maybe the most important, maybe the most important um, companion Genesis story since Rose and Billy Piper. So. Uh, yeah, it feels it feels exciting, and it, I've been saying it for a while. Doctor Who, I felt needed to get young again, and it feels youthful, and that there's a joy in that. This is the first time in my life that I'm older than the companion. Wow. Oh, I forgot to mention. You know, when we go back in time to uh, Ruby's birth, yeah. in my brain, I'm like, oh, back in time. That's like I don't know the nine two thousand and four. I I'm in a pit of despair. Oh, yeah. It doesn't feel real. Like after after Ruby's born it, on uh the 24th of December 2004, like 5 days later, maybe just over a week later, the 10th doctor sees Rose Tyler for the last time before he regenerates. When was it, sir? 2004. So like a week or just over a week later is when the tenth Doctor will see Rose Tyler for the last time before he regenerates. Doctor Who relaunch. 
Uh, 2005. Okay, so how has he seen her he in goes, 2004? You know, you know, before 10 regenerates in the TARDIS, yeah. he goes back in time uh, on New Year's Day. Oh, that's uh, right. That's right. I think this like, year is going to be a really good year yeah. for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I oh, went, wow. Oh, no. What the hell? That's awful. It's terrible. I hate it. Oh, um, see, this is the stuff where I, I want them to do. Like, I do love it, though. I do want, like, a little Easter egg where, like, they walk through and it's, like, snowing and all of a sudden there's, like, one doctor seeing the other doctor. Because you tenant, you could easily sort of do, like, a shot of Judy, like, walking behind him in that moment. I am now stretching. Oh, he's back. Okay. So okay. Uh, that that would be my – that would be what – I'd like a little moments like that, but that requires availability and capacity and yada, yada, yada. It's the first time I've ever been like, oh, wow, the passage of time is actually affecting me, uh, which is which is crazy. But it's, it's really, it, it has this youthful feel. And I think Doctor Who, when it relaunched in 2005, was kind of like, for, for, for people my age, like my generation, that's like the, the program for kids. Relaunching again, I think it's for, a, for another generation, which... But it brings all the generations together. It's like, I don't know, the same way that people viewed, like, the prequels were for one, the, the originals were for another, the sequels for were for someone else, and somewhere I'm I'm in the middle of, of two of those. Um, it's interesting. It's really interesting seeing that youthfulness. Um, I'm not as hot on it as you are. I think it's my... The, I think seeing it from the perspective of going, okay, they just keep talking about the goblins online, removing that, I think, um, like... Removing the goblins, which are kind of integral. The character stuff is amazing. The character stuff is brilliant. Um, and I, I love that. The dialogue with Carla and uh, the Doctor about what could, what should have been is brilliant and fantastic. And the score is great. The, the cinematography is brilliant at a lot and then like peters at others. But, oh, I, I really enjoy it. Yeah. Um... I mean, for me, some things that I really liked in this were, uh, again, it feels like a I love a narration start to, to a storyline. I mean, it felt new. It felt like a relaunch. It felt more just like, here's my turn of the baton. No, we're going. To, and I didn't think I would. I thought I, the, oh, the, oh, the, the sort of Disney era of it all, that was going to be um, that was going to be a problem. But actually, I, I find I, I, I'm, I'm welcoming this. And I really liked, liked, liked the new family. Uh, yeah. I love Cherry, who's just waiting for a cup of tea. That's something that we didn't mention maybe in, in, in the passing of when they thought that uh, Ruby was gone, was how lifeless yeah. Cherry was. And She's just like, we despondent. never with such that thing. Yeah, and yeah. just, there's a glaze over her. Um, but I want uh, the woman who plays her mother, I thought, fantastic acting job mm -hmm. when she, some of the writing's not great, you know. And you know, I, I if she was this bad of a of a foster parent, I don't think she's the one you call with this baby <laughs> for Christmas Day, uh, as opposed to what, you know what we do get. But uh, you have to have some yeah. sort of uh, it's the quickest a mirror way to so look we can the impact, yeah, yeah look, look look of a difference. But I thought she did a great job, and the family dynamic of let's call it three women. You know what I mean, mm. and and a biracial family. And it's the first time we've seen, you know, the doctor, play, at least that I can remember seeing the doctor placed around a sort of companion, larger companion subgroup, if you will, where the, um, where, where it's a not white face. And that's, that's excellent and fun and a place I'm, I'm really welcoming going to and mm -hmm. seeing and seeing kind of that and, and the dynamic between shooty and cherry is phenomenal. Oh, so, yeah, it's so good. It, it reminded me a bit of, Elston slash tenant and Rose's mom 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So so those were those were elements of, of the episode that I really really liked. I it's it's the same that when the dialogue peaks, it's really really good, and I think when when Shuti and Millie Gibson are on see like on on camera together when they're on screen together, there is just this there is this great chemistry that they have. Like it's like I think they've described it as like big brother little sister like friendship and kinship, and I really like that. And this this connection they have is 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 brilliant. Um, I'm I'm looking yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing it progress. It doesn't feel romantic in any way. It feels like you said brother sister. I'm hoping I'm hoping that's the dynamic they go for. I don't know. I mean, I did like it when it was like love triangle doctor. I really really did. Uh, but I think for the first stretch around, we need to not go there instantly that's for sure yeah. uh so i guess it's like was there any any arcs that you have any little grumbles i mean the goblins weren't weren't a great uh enemy of the week but then again it's about the story of a doctor and his companion more than anything else mm. I, mean, I did feel i mean i'm like <laughs> i've seen labyrinth thanks <laughs> <laughs> it felt a little too on the nose for that um no overall i think this hits almost everything where it needs to be hit. So I was a really big fan of this. Mm. I it, like the, the goblin stuff, like it peters and meanders. But again, I view this in the same way that I view like Aquiston's verse episode where the autons, the autons are there. I, the closest I can link this to is um, the Christmas invasion, which is tenants first episode where I go pilot fish or whatever, the Sycorax or whatever. This is for, this is how do we get to, to how do we get to B from, from a, well, sort of, somehow going between subletters as well it's it 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 does its job and it shows i think they're going into this sort of more fantasy element which is it's 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 fun to see especially something like what's supposed to be now not a disney property but streamed on disney which is mm. been fantasy uh i guess it's just our our ratings before we hop back into the tardis for the next Ooh. way round I'm gonna go. Oh, this is interesting. I'm gonna go. I really gonna go this high. I think I might go this high. I'm gonna go nine. Ooh, he wow. said, "Yeah, yeah." I thought it was really, really. I forgot what I gave. What I gave. Um, Wobbly yonder. I think you um, gave. I think it was nine and a half. For, yeah. For okay. Good. Okay. Good. Yeah. So, so this gets a nine. This was a really yeah. strong episode. Um, you know, I think beginnings and endings get bumps because they are beginnings and endings and they have an yeah. energy all to them. But also, beginnings and endings have a lot of extra weight you have to carry through of them. Yeah. Uh, look look at what we said about Tenants last episode where I went, ah, it's just not... Because of all the stuff you have to do, nothing really gets its, its full whatever. This manages to do it in a tight 54 minutes or something like that. So, yeah, I, I'm all in all, you know... What stops it is that the goblins aren't everything about the goblins is just kind of a miss, but everything else is is, is an absolute hit. So uh, mm. yeah, nine out of ten for me. Uh, I'm sort of I'm a bit below. I was originally like seven and a half, but I'm I'm at an eight because like the goblins or whatever. But my my biggest thing that I've had with Russell, what we've said since we started the podcast, when we're covering it when it was like series one and two, Russell's finales and how do we get to the end of this sometimes aren't great. But the way that they like recover and go, okay, here's this thing. How do we get out of it? We're gonna have the doctor willing to jump off something to save one person. And I go, that's the doctor there. That's the, like it has it has so many defining. This is who the doctor is. Moments that I can look past. You know, a bit of a silly, campy, stupid villain, where like 
because the implications it's the people not the villain it's it's like almost in a soap opera where i'm focusing so much on the the family dynamic that i that i look past anything because that's the most important thing especially at christmas family are always important around christmas the bigger thing for me even is that i was sitting here going i think i said openly on the pod look i'll check out shooty and maybe this is it for me maybe this is where i get off the ride and go i've had my run they're gonna relaunch yeah. it maybe it's going too young maybe it's whatever and i'm really excited about the new season and i didn't even know even after the last episode with the by generation how do i feel about shooty i don't know where to go with this and actually i'm 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 100 on board I'm, I'm i'm really looking forward to may and unpacking this further so yeah so this is me saying i'm i'm signing up to do more of these oh hell yeah so thank you so much for listening i don't know when this will come out i think i might try and aim for this to maybe be new year's day new year's day the first bfe release of the new year interesting yeah maybe to, to, to go towards the the wild blue yonder of 2024 uh thank you so much for listening i think this is if this is monday tomorrow this will be we'll be releasing mrs doubtfire i think if i'm remembering all my timelines correctly that's right it's been a bit yeah. wobbly ourselves uh, if you like what we do, we've got a Patreon at BF, uh, sorry, patreon.com forward slash BFE. We kept it simple for you. We're on uh, Twitter at best film ever pod. Uh, and if you are join our Patreon, you can join our little group chat and discuss with all of us. We've had a fun little discussion over the Christmas uh, times of everything we're doing. It's been very, very fun. And, uh, and I will say this, uh, the besties and the resties, our celebration of the yeah. best of and the worst of, which has a, has a category for best Doctor Who episode of the year. Uh, you can get involved and be part of that for as little as three pounds a month. So that's all tiers get to vote and get to, if they want to, they get to actually attend the video call where we actually settle and help with any tie breaks and all that good stuff. So we're, we're, we're all about, we're, we're all about engagement here at the BFE. Very, very exciting. So thank you so much for listening to the Doctor Who best from ever Christmas episode, technically, or New Year's special. Uh, I've been Ethan. And I've been Ian. And with everything said, you've listened long enough. We've been doing this long enough. What's the matter? Never seen a best from ever Doctor Who episode before? We'll see you in May. <laughs> <laughs>